How do you market? Anybody doing a business major or major in business development or marketing? I know my daughter was. But in essence, when you go work for a company, they always say, whether you're a specialist or a doctor, your job is to do business development, which is marketing. So how do you do marketing? How do you market how good your product is? How do you market how good you are to other people? How do you market how great your company is or how great your church is? How do you market? Some people spend three years studying like MBA, trying to understand how to do it. So the question is, what is the essence of marketing? Well, the essence of marketing is quite simple, is to tell everybody, to tell everybody about what you got or what you're representing. The purpose of all this social media is to tell the world about you. You want everybody to know about you. Coca-Cola spends, oh my goodness, millions and millions of dollars advertising through banners and most of the sports events. Just putting the huge banner in stadium. It costs millions of dollars just for that. Hyundai's, Nike, you name it, they all do the same. Jesus was also in the business of letting everyone know about him. That's why he came down. He came down to tell us the good news. But, but, Jesus did just the opposite. He told not to tell anyone about him. Remember the book of Mark is about the meaning of grace and trying to, God trying, Jesus trying to prove the deity, the divine nature of himself. Aren't we supposed to let everybody know about him? As he commanded to do, he taught us go to the ends of the earth to let everybody know. But when he was talking about himself, he told not to tell anyone about him. We're working on studying the book of Mark, you went up to chapter 9 now. From chapter uh, 1 through all the way to the 9 today, you will see in each chapter, it talks about how God, uh, through Jesus, said, don't tell about my son. Not yet. Mark 1, verse 4, Verse 34, he also drove out many demons, but he would not let 
Even the demons speak because they knew who he was. Then it moves on and healing some lepers. Verse 44 of chapter 1. He gives a strong warning. Not just mentioning it. Very strong warning. Not to say anything to anyone. Jesus sent him away at once with a strong warning. See that you don't tell this to anyone. Why would he do that? A couple of weeks ago, I visited my office, design firm office in Atlanta. And my vice president of Atlanta office, as I was leaving, asked me, I need to tell you something. And that he was going to go through some kind of uh, surgery that had to do with the thyroid. Now, I don't know much about thyroid. It's something on the right below your throat, somewhere around there. And at the same breath, he told me, Tim, you cannot tell this to anyone. They're like, why are you telling me that? That's because you're my boss. I think you should know. But why are you telling me not to tell anybody? I just don't want anybody to know. So I agreed, I respected, I agreed. But really got me curious. What is it about this thyroid surgery that he's telling me but doesn't want anybody else to know? A couple weeks later, my wife Janice comes to me and asks me, is everything okay with uh, Mike, his name? The vice president's name is Mike Mike. She says, yeah. Well, I thought I heard something about him having some kind of surgery. What do I do? What do I do? And I kind of pretend like, I think it's okay. I kept my mouth shut. Later, she said, you knew, but you didn't tell me, did you? But it got me curious. Why is he telling me not to tell anybody but he told somebody else? Do you remember 30, some 35 years ago? I know half of you guys weren't even born, maybe more of them. The advertising, the difference between the advertising between Lexus and Infinity? Yeah, you don't know. Lexus and Infinity were coming into American market for the first time. Lexus had this beautiful picture, this gorgeous picture of Lexus just driving through the terrains, and everybody's like, wow, love to have one of those cars. Looks so cool, stylish. Infinity had a totally different approach. Didn't want to tell anybody what it looked like. It just said, Infinity is coming, but there was no picture of cars. So people had to guess. It's a different approach. You remember that, some older folks here. Chapter 3 of Mark. Jesus told the evil spirit not to tell others about him. Mark chapter 3, verse 11 and 12. Whenever the evil spirit saw him, they fell down before him and cried out. This is the evil spirit submitting before Jesus. You are the son of God, my goodness. Before anybody else, demon 
would acknowledge Jesus as truly a son of God. You know, most of the people didn't even acknowledge him. Oh, Pharisee would never acknowledge him. People would not uh, uh, acknowledge him. But demons did. Verse 12, but he gave them strict order not to tell who he was. His deity, his divine nature has been acknowledged even by demons. But still Jesus commanded not to say anything. It was a strict order. Chapter 5 of Mark. Jesus raised a 12-year-old girl from dead and told her this. Mark chapter 5, verse 42, 43. Immediately the girl stood up and walked around. She was 12 years old. At this, they were completely astonished. Verse 43, Jesus gave strict order not to tell anyone know about this. It simply told them to give her something to eat. Chapter 8 of Mark, Jesus asked disciples, who do people say I am? Disciple answers, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others, one of the prophets. But, Jesus said, but what about you? Who do you say that I am? And Peter, the disciple, answered, you are the Messiah. Here, disciple acknowledged Jesus as being the Messiah. You need to understand that he acknowledged it. To which Jesus replied by warning them not to tell anyone about it. What kind of a marketing strategy is this? Totally contrary to what we were taught to do. Even in the church, we were taught to tell about Jesus everywhere. But Jesus would tell not to say anything. First, Jesus told the man he healed not to say anything. Then he told demons not to say anything. And he even told his own disciple not to say anything, even though they acknowledge that you are the Messiah. Why? Well, when something is so good, you look for the right time, right moment, and right place to make a maximum impact. Two main reasons. It has to be done right. It has to be cooked right before serving. In other words, he, something that we already know, his blood must have been shed before he can let others know. Let that sink in your head. It has to be right. It must be properly packaged. If not, the Pharisees were going to be all over him. He knew that. He wanted to package it right. He wanted to make sure it's cooked right. He wanted to make sure 
he can't tell about it, even though the demons and the disciples mentioned, acknowledged that he was the Messiah, but not yet, because I have not yet shed my blood. It has to be packaged right. One reason why sometimes we go through the studies in Bible is we want to be packaged right. As they say in the fancy restaurants, it's all about presentation. About, I don't know, 20, 30, 30 some years ago, does that make me 29 years old then? 27, 28, 29? I worked so hard for my company. Really hard. To the point where sacrificing my wife, not even knowing that I even exist, I spent so much energy and time working for that company because I wanted to make American dream to come true for me. And so when I was 29 years old, and one of the the company that I was working for, it was one of the larger architecture firm. At 29, I became, my boss came to me and he says, I am now announcing you the principal of the firm. That's like a little bit above vice president. Vice presidency is just simply appointment. Pres- principal is you have the ownership of the company. So I was so excited. I, know I mentioned this a couple of times ago, right? I, I was like, I couldn't, you know, tame myself with how to react in front of him, trying to be like, really nice. Thank you, thank you. But inside, I was like excited, with a, uh, ready to sort of explode. So as I was, came out of his office, I walked to my office, which was from here to about there. And uh, as soon as I got there, I wanted to pick up the phone and call Janice to give her this Great news. I mean, it was huge news. It's not a little promotion, guys. It's not a little raise. I mean, this is like being a major a corporation, being a principal at age 29. Come on. Keep, keep, you know, it was like a major thing for me at the time. Not a big deal now, but it's a real big thing in that days. Especially all these, you know, the tensions between certain colors of people to be in that kind of place. It was a big news. So I picked up the phone to tell her that I realized, not yet. Not yet. Why? Because I wanted to package it right. I, don't want to, I didn't want to just call her and say, hey, guess what? I got promoted. I wanted to package it right. So I was thinking, okay, I want to do it tonight. I want to do it face-to-face, not over the phone. Before even I go there, I'm going to go buy her flowers as if it was really for her. Maybe it is for her. But for us to celebrate this great occasion, I was going to buy a flower to package the news like as if it's something very special. And I certainly did not want anybody else to know before her. I didn't want anybody else to call her. Hey, guess what I heard today? Your husband. So I decided to not to call anybody. Who did Jesus tell not to tell? 
demons. Do you want your good news to be told by demons? Of course not. Who's going to take their words seriously? They're demons. They're evil spirits. You will be degrading the news. Don't let them do it. They will twist your great news into something else. Be careful. You also need a right spokesperson to do it if you had to. You don't just let anybody to do it. That's why I suppose some companies hired some proven celebrities, athletes or singers to do it for them, like Michael Jordan for Nikes or Taylor Swift for Coca-Cola. Disciples could have easily represented Jesus. But at that time, even the disciples may not have been the best person to represent the brand of Jesus. Chapter 1 gives hint of it. Jesus healed a leper. What did this leper knew about Jesus, the saving grace, and the resurrection. This leper simply got healed. He knew nothing about the essence of Jesus, which is grace and the resurrection. Mark chapter 1, 43 through 45, gives this Indicator. Jesus sent him away at once with a strong warning. See that you don't tell to anyone. But go and show yourself to the priests and offer the sacrifice that Moses commanded for your cleansing as testimony to him. Give Moses credit instead of me. Not yet. Instead, this leper got so excited, he went out and began to talk freely, spreading the news as a result. As a result, Jesus could no longer enter a town openly, but stayed outside in a lonely place. Yet the people still came to him from everywhere. Your spokesperson has to have conviction. Your salesman has to have conviction before you can send them out. Your representation has to have conviction, has to know the essence of who you really are. Disciples were the same way. At that time, they didn't know the essence of Jesus. Even though they say, you are the Messiah... They did not know the brand of the saving grace of Christ. They thought and they felt 
that Jesus was different. Maybe he was Messiah. But they even heard the voice saying that he is the Son of God. But they were not convinced. The scripture says that they were trying to understand the meaning of rising from the dead. Rising from the dead. Rising from the dead is the essence of grace. Resurrection gave birth to grace. Without resurrection, there is no grace. Jesus has something very, very special. Something no one knew about. The gift called grace. It had to be packaged right before he can present it. In this chapter 9, talks about the parable of the mustard seed that which you have heard so many times. This parable is about describing what kingdom of God is like. That's as a result of having grace. You will never enter the kingdom of grace with kingdom of heaven without receiving grace first. So Jesus describes this kingdom of God. He talked about it openly, but only through parables. Why? Because he wanted it to package it right. Look at Mark 4, verse 34. He did not say anything to them without using parable. But when he was alone with his disciples, he explained everything about the kingdom of God that comes from grace. To have them understand this grace, he had to first prove that he was the son of God. The only way that he could truly prove to them was through resurrection. Because resurrection sealed it. First creature who acknowledged Jesus was Son of God was demon. Jesus said, no, thank you. You're not going to tell others about me. Then in chapter 9, today's chapter, his disciples acknowledged. Jesus still said, not yet. Jesus' goal was for us to understand grace. It was not about how powerful he was. It was not about trying to convince them that he was God himself. What was more important to Jesus at that time was for them to understand the amazing power 
of saving grace. And he had to do it right. The only way to do it right was a face to face, not through somebody else. Not even disciples, not yet. He had to face the cross himself, not somebody else. That which was something even disciples did not understand at that time. Why he told people not to tell? First, it was about packaging. It was not ready. He was not ready to face the cross. And it's not ready yet to reveal through the resurrection. And second, the reason why he did not want anybody else to know about it, it was all about timing. There is time for everything. A time to be born, a time to die, a time to weep, a time to laugh, a time to keep, a time to throw things away, a time for a war, a time for peace, a time to love, a time to hate, a time to be silent, and a time to speak. Yes, there is time to be silent and a time to speak. This is called the wisdom of Jesus. The book of Proverbs is about the essence of Jesus. Essence of Jesus in a sense that what would Jesus do in a given situation? How would he do in a given situation when he would do for that? And because of that, the Bible says, get wisdom, the wisdom of Jesus. Get wisdom, though it may cost all you have. If you can gain the wisdom of Jesus, Forget the cars, forget the harm, forget everything. You lose everything, cost everything. If you get that, you will have everything. That's the essence of Jesus, the wisdom of Jesus. To know when to present and when to tell. That's everything in life. Even for us. If you want your the content of your speech to be effective, you need to focus on the timing of that speech. You want to say something to your spouse that you're so angry? Package it and wait for timing. God's timing. If you want to say, people are very good at with this though, If you want to say, I love you to somebody, you don't just go, hey, I love you. Nobody, no girl, no boy is going to take that seriously. What do you do? You package it. However you do it. Maybe you go to a nice restaurant and, and you say in a certain way, in the right timing, how many of you had to propose? How many of you had to receive propose to get married? Hey, you want to marry me? Who's going to take that seriously? You have to package it. You got to package it. You got to present it right. And the timing has to be perfect. 
for the other person to say, yeah. And the Bible, the wisdom of Bible, is everywhere is about timing. It's all in the timing. Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 3, for the revelation awaits an appointed time. If you want to hear God, it's going to come at an appointed time. It speaks of the end and will not prove false. Though it may linger, wait for it. It will certainly come and will not delay. Romans 5, 6, 7, you see at just the right time when we are still powerless, Christ died for ungodly. 1 Peter 5, 6, 7. Humble yourself, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. So cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. So this chapter 9 of the book of Mark. What's meaning? What's the meaning of all this for you and I. It's all about in his time. He will reveal it all. In his time, he'll make everything beautiful. In his time, he'll make everything complete. And that's why there is song that you all know, in his time, in his time. He makes all things Beautiful in his time. Lord, please show me every day as you are teaching me your way that you do just what you say in your time. In your time, in your time. What does it all mean? Your struggles, your hurts, your challenges you're facing, that you are going through right now, number one, God will help you to overcome your challenge of today in his time. Our God will wash your pain of today in his time. God will reconcile the hurts that is in your heart today. He will reconcile it in his time. Our God will come into the hearts of those whom we care for and we're praying for the salvation. It will come in his time. Because for Jesus, the right time was the day of crucifixion and the day of resurrection. And that was his ultimate Package, the cross and the resurrection. It has to be packaged together. The cross and the resurrection. It's the package. That's when he delivered the grace. Mark chapter 9, verse 9 through 10. As they were coming down from the mountain, this is when Jesus took his disciples up to the mountain 
there before him, Jesus went through transformation. His clothes became radiant. It became whiter than any bleach can make white. And the cloud appeared, and there was a voice, and said, this is my son. Listen to him. It was spoken by our God. God spoke. And after that, as they were coming down the mountain, Jesus gave them again order not to tell anyone what they had seen until, until the Son of Man had risen from the dead. Demon acknowledged people who were healed by Christ were enthused. Disciples acknowledged that he was the son of, um, he was the Messiah, and the voice came from the heaven and declared to the disciples, that man standing with you is my son, and you better listen to him. Even with all that, and on the way down, Jesus gave them order not to tell anyone what they had seen until the Son of Man had arisen from the dead. In verse 10, they kept the matter to themselves. And then what did they do? They were discussing what rising from the dead meant. They still, they were excited that the man standing next to them was the, was the Son of God. But they still have not yet received the grace. Because grace is yet to come on the cross, concluded with the resurrection three days later. Jesus told them, you know all this, but not now. Because he knew, Jesus knew, that his time would be when he would rose from the dead. The timing of letting us know who he was and the message that he came to give took place on the cross and the day, on, and on the day that he was resurrected. The package was the cross. The package was the resurrection. And it was painted with his blood, the saving grace. And on that day, on that timing of his, he brought, Jesus brought grace home. 
That was his time and that was his package. So he has you. He has all of us in his time with the gift of this package. Those who have not received this grace in his time, the grace, this package has already been delivered. You do not have to wait. But those of us who received the grace and the challenges that we're going through, disappointment that we're facing in his time, this gift of hope is waiting for you at this moment. Let us pray. Father God in heaven, we thank you so much. Good morning.